Hi, everybody. Hey, it's good to be back. So, some of you are going, who are you? Uh, I actually did. I met a guy last week, and he started coming this summer, so he had no idea who I was. So I introduced myself. I'm Dave Nelson. I'm the lead pastor here at K2. And I just went on a, a sabbatical, and we were out of town for about seven weeks, and a sabbatical gave me a chance to pull out and take a few weeks to get out of the daily grind of just doing K2 and pull out and get some big picture perspective for the church. It also gave me a few weeks to, instead of pulling back, to dive way down deep into my soul. Uh, Because a pastor is no good without a heart and a soul that's uh, tight with Jesus. And then some time to hang out with my family. Before I left, it was so fun because everybody would say, man, I hope this is refreshing for you. I would say that was probably the, the biggest uh, word even as I come back. Was it refreshing for you? And, and uh, uh, yes, it was. It was incredibly refreshing and incredibly intense all at the same time. And uh, maybe one way to illustrate it was we were back in Michigan, uh, my hometown. So, uh, no, that would be a state, my home state. Uh, and um, I, I am a Ute fan, by the way, but uh, I, I still got to cheer for Michigan in the big 10 or 12 or whatever they are. Uh, but we were back there and it was, we went to this p- park called Michigan's Adventure and it's kind of like uh, Lagoon and it was hot. And it was, if you're back in Michigan, it's humid and it was just sucking the life literally out of people. In fact, we were waiting for a ride and this gal literally collapsed, passed out because you just, I mean, you could not get enough water. I, I had to sit down a few times instead of going on rides. And so finally we found this one when there was a sign and it says guaranteed to get wet. <laughs> we're like, that's the one we're riding, you know? And it's one of those, it's big and it's round and you all sit in a circle together and I'm all excited just at rapids, you know, and just get what crash and we're just floating around. You guys ever ridden that? I'm like, this is really disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, maybe your life with Christ is like that. You're like, this is the, the adventure with God. And you're like, Ooh, floating around, you know, just going in circles. Yeah, this is great. And, um, but then all of a sudden, we're halfway through, and there's a waterfall. And you go, oh, that's how we get wet. You guys ridden those before? So we're coming around, and I'm, you know, I'm totally gauging how my thing's going around in circles. And sure enough, my wife, who wears a sweater when it's 85, is sitting on the other side of me. And it turns perfectly for her to go under the waterfall. So literally I'm buckled in and I'm doing everything. I'm stretching all the way over to finally get, and I do, it just douses me over my head and it's like, ah, now that's refreshing. I was absolutely going to get under that waterfall. Now I want you to think about something. If you have a piece of paper, I'd like you to write down answers to three quick questions. And if you don't have paper, get them in your head. This is important for today. Here's the first question. What do you find yourself enthusiastic for? You wake up in the morning, it's just poo. You know, you're just energized, you're excited about it. You got fervor for it. You're passionate about it. What is it? What in your life, man? Come on, nobody gonna yell out, man, it's football season, baby. I know, and you all hate that about me, but that's all right. But what are you passionate about? Second one, what is something that you're loyal to? What is something you're loyal to? I would say... A way to define that would be, I'm not going to miss this. Like, if you're loyal to something, you're there, man. You're consistent. You're every day. You're loyal to it. Or it's something you won't miss or it's something you won't mistreat. <laughs> if you're loyal to something, you won't mistreat it. What are you enthusiastic for? What are you loyal to? Here's a third one. What do you love? Who do you love?
I just gave you, I was uh, at my dad's house, and I was, uh, got up early and I was praying. And as I was praying, I found over and over in my prayer, I kept using this word devotion. <laughs> devoted, and just thinking about what I'm devoted to. And so I uh, <clears throat> went and pulled down the little uh, dictionary that's there on my Mac, and it said this. This is the definition of devotion. Love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or a cause. See, my guess would be you just wrote down what you're devoted to. Because <laughs> you're excited about it, you're passionate about it, you're loyal to it, you love it. And so when I thought about my sabbatical, you guys, I, I do. I, man, I love God. I do. I'm passionate about him. I'm excited about him. I'm loyal to him. You know, I, I do. I love him. So I couldn't wait to go on my sabbatical because I was hungry for him. And then I'll just be point blank honest with you. The time going deep into my soul is I wanted to love better. I wanted to know what was hindering me from loving well. Because without love, the scripture says, you got nothing. We can just close this whole operation down. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good you do your programs or how good your services or anything if you don't have love. So that's what I was passionate for and eager for and went after. Now, right before I went on my sabbatical, um, about six weeks maybe or so, my wife came up to me and she said, hey, um, a good friend of hers uh, had a dream about me. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> your friends are dreaming about me. <laughs> and uh, she says, so this was a dream. She says, she's sitting in this room. And I, were you in the room too? I think you were in the room. No, you weren't, but other people, maybe you were in the room. And, uh, <clears throat> and I come busting through this door. And I'm frantically searching for something. And I want it so bad. And I'm trying to find it. And I'm looking all over the place. And the people in the room have it. And they're hiding it from me. And so, so her friend is watching them, you know, pass it home. They're putting it on their back. They're sitting on it. They're hiding it. And I'm looking all over the place. And I'm to the point where I'm starting to get really angry. And my, friend, uh, my wife's friend was sitting there going, man, what is this thing that Dave so passionately wants? And so then all of a sudden, so I slammed the door and I left the room. And somebody goes, hey, let's hide it in the closet. So they took it and they went to hide it in the closet. And when they did, she saw what it was. And this is, this is what I so frantically needed. It was a bag of hot dog buns. And she woke up and that was the dream. And she's like, oh, and this is really weird. Why am I dreaming about Dave? And why does he want hot dog buns so bad? <laughs> now, now, let me ask you. I, I pulled these off the shelf this morning. They're fresh. Anybody want a hot dog bun? Hold on. Who, who wants a hot dog bun? Because these apparently are incredibly valuable. There you go. We are right here. Anybody else? Okay. Who else wants a hot dog bun? Okay. Back here. Anybody? Oh, baby. Come on, man. Last one. Who wants it? Oh, hit the cameraman. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Now, so this was what, so it's crazy. So she tells Susie this dream and they're sitting there going, what in the world does that mean? And, and they go, what does Dave want so bad? And they thought, is it the fun dome? <laughs> you know, does he want the fun dome? Does he want this? I mean, man, normally he's a little more chill and a, more, a little more even keeled than that. But apparently he needs these hot dog buns. So Susie said, well, did you pray at all about it? And she said, no. And she said, well, man, why don't we just pray and see if God has anything to say. So, and this gal is, she's very spiritually mature, really trust her. And so, uh, so she went back and she said, man, God, that was a weird dream. Is there anything you want to tell me about these hot dog buns? And, um, and if you, 
If you're a follower of Christ, you know when God speaks to you. And she said immediately, the impression God gave her was, the hot dog buns are happiness. So she told Susie, and Susie's like, huh. And Susie told me, and I'm like, huh. (laughs) Happiness. Happiness. Anybody else in here want happiness? Come on, you're an American, right? <laughs> Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and so anyway, uh, I kind of left it with that, but I, I threw it in the back of my head. And I started thinking about it. And as I went on my sabbatical, you guys, this is what I want to share with you today. And I just want to tell you, I literally have a fire hose of stuff I need to download with you. But that would hurt. And so I'm going to try to not do that. But I have, I've been talking to the staff. Um, I think I might literally need a month to unpack what I'm going to share with you today, okay? So I'm going to plant a seed today. And then somehow this fall, I think I'm going to, I need to download with you how do we get to the core of this issue. Because um, for seven weeks, God helped me to see how insidious it is <laughs> to go after hot dog buns and to pursue happiness. And because um, I think like for me, I don't know about you, but I want to feel good. <laughs> don't you want to? I want to feel good. I want my life to work and I want it to be fulfilling. I want my marriage to work. I want my kids to work. I want them to work a lot. And uh, <laughs> I want K2 to work. I really do, so badly. I want you to know Jesus Christ, I thought, more than anything. If you don't know him. If you do know him, and you're a follower of Christ here, I thought I wanted you to know him more and to grow in him and to experience the life that he had for you. I so want people to be connected here in our Life Together group so that everybody knows how valuable they are. And man, I want K2 to make this huge impact out in the world. I'm passionate about that. I want my life to work and I want to feel effective and I want to be happy and I want to feel good about me and about you. I read this book that was just brutal. The worst part is I'm only two-thirds away through. There's more to come. But he said this, if even in small ways you live to fix your life, to arrange for your own pleasure in ways that violate holiness, your love, listen to this, your love for a better life now will eventually corrupt your love for me. Your love for a better life now will corrupt your love for me. So here was a question I got faced with that I need to face you with now. Isn't that so fun? You know, I go through my crap and now you have to go through it with me. Here's a question. Do I really want God or do I really want God to make my life work? So what do you want? Do you want God? Or do you really want God to make your life work? 
See, you guys, those are two very, very different centers that we just sang. Completely different centers. They're two very different loves and devotions. Can you see the difference? On this side here, you're saying, Jesus, I want you and I love you and I'm centering my life around you. The kingdom of God, the ways of God, what's right and good and true. That's this side. And over here, you have a completely different deal where you're saying, at the center is my life working and feeling good. And I'm devoted to that, and I want to see that happen. And everything revolves around those. Those are two very different experiences, and they're two very different outcomes of life. And so um, what God helped me to realize was that there was so much time that I was, I was spending, and this is where it gets so crazy, because as soon as you want to feel good, you slip into this totally different way of God. See, because there's the kingdom of God, and there's the kingdom of this world. And the kingdom of God is love at its core. It's just pure, unadulterated, selfless, complete love for God and Him. Can I say this? What God's will is and what He wants more than anything else, I think, in the world is he wants every human being to get caught up into the love that exists within himself. This complete, selfless, beautiful, unified, caring love. And then what happens, that's why Jesus came. He came to to set us free from the kingdom of the world, which is this whole insidious hot dog thing. (laughs) Where it's like, man, I'm living for me, and I'm going to live for me, and I want my life to work, and you better make my life work. And my job better make my life work. And the weather better make my life work, you know. And the driver next to me better make my life work. And he gets us, he wanted to set us free from that and get us caught up to bring us back into what you were created for. And that is to be caught up in the love relationship of God. To start to receive this great, unbelievable love that God has for you. So that you, therefore, could take it and interweave it in your world. So that's what Jesus, if, you, if you're not a follower of Christ, you probably don't know this. When Jesus came to earth, his main message, he had one message. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. The ways of God are now available. The rule of God, God getting to call the shots, the one whose love now can make things right again. And then he said, and don't you know that the kingdom of God is in you? He's in you. And so what happens is, all of a sudden, you sneak into this thing where you're chasing hot dog buns, where your devotion, and this is what I was praying at my dad's place, all of a sudden, and I want to ask you, especially those of you who would say, man, I love God and I'm following him. Susan and I were talking yesterday, would you be willing to maybe peel back the onion a little bit? Because my guess would be, as much as you love him, there's a lot of hot dog action going on. By the way, this is so funny. I kept doing a typo all the time when I'd write this down. I kept typing hot God buns right? instead of hot dog buns. Hot God buns. So take that for whatever it's worth. But, um, <clears throat> but what happens is as soon as you get caught up in wanting to be happy, you start living for yourself. He holds everything together, Right? He holds everything together. Do you know why he holds everything together? 
Because when you're caught up in the way of God, it will always be love. It will always be love for him and for what's right. And when you get caught up in a hot dog bun, it will always be for you. And instead of him holding everything together, the world and your relationships and your life and your heart and mine start to fall apart. And that's why this is so critical. Let me tell you why it's so dangerous to search hot dog buns. Here's a few things that hit me. The first one is this. Um, As soon as they don't work, okay, um, as soon as I'm not feeling happy anymore or life is hard or things are difficult or whatever it is, um, this is why it's dangerous to pursue hot dog buns. I immediately have this voice that rises up within me. Maybe you do too. You know, it's kind of like GPS, how you can choose your own voice, right? (laughs) Don't you know, we all want, hey, why don't you take a right over here? (laughs) There's this voice that rises up within me when my life doesn't work. And it says this. I don't know what the, hey, Dave, why don't you try this path? Because if you go down this path, this will feel good. Anybody else have that voice? Anybody else when you're feeling empty, frustrated, angry, unfulfilled, things aren't going so great? There's something that rises up within us and says, hey, I can make you feel good. And we all got lots of different things. How about food? Anybody else? It's amazing how good food looks when life isn't working. Shopping. How many of you shop? Don't raise your hands. All the <laughs> we go shopping. We want new things, man. We get, because this ain't working, but man, I got this new thing and it makes you feel good and sexual stuff just rises up. You can be totally good. And all of a sudden life doesn't work and the voice rises up and says, well, this will make you feel good. Alcohol and drugs do this. You know, when it's relational, when people aren't, when they're keeping you from your life, man, gossip's a great one that feels good. (laughs) Hey, 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 I think you should pray about this with somebody. I think you should tell somebody else what they're doing. So insidious, isn't it? Slander somebody just a little bit. Just judge somebody, put yourself above them. It just feels good to do that. Here's mine. If things aren't working and I can't figure out how to make it work and it doesn't feel good, then I just, I withdraw. And I withhold. Susan and I were talking about this last night. It's so hard to confess, but I don't know about anybody else, but when you drive home from work, don't you want your home to be happy? Right? And don't you want June Cleaver with her apron on? Not, not really, but in, 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 in the Cleaver family. And, and so to, I, I just want you, know, it's been a hard day, and I want to come home to that because I want my life to work. And the kids are, you know, and they're fighting and stuff like this. Yes, this happens all the time in our home. And so Susie's been with them all day long. And right, she's like, take care of your kids. And so what happens is, right, because I'm filled with the spirit and I engage in love. And no, because I want my life to work and this ain't working. And next thing you know, I find myself quiet and withdrawn. So you guys, the voice the reason hot dog buns don't work is because, and, and here's the second one, the reason they don't work is because hot dog buns can always be thwarted. 
How many of you have had another person thwart your desire to be happy? Anybody? Come on, you're married. Raise your hand. <laughs> Seriously. You know, you have a plan and you want, to be, you, just, you want to be happy. And here's the problem with making hot dog buns, what you give your devotion to, is people can thwart your plans. The economy can thwart your plans. Circumstances can thwart your plans. Weather can thwart your plans. You know who else can thwart your plans? You. How many of you thwarted your own plans? <laughs> you know, because you got, you just, you're struggling with yourself and you can't be who you want to be. And, and what I realized this summer was uh, God, too, likes to thwart our plans. And then all of a sudden, life's really frustrating. And you start sneaking off into these paths to feel good, because that's what you actually live for. And they end up being paths that you don't even want to go down. And our enemy, who at the core, if I could say anything, you guys, the absolute core treason against God is to say, I'm going to live for me. The core of all sin is I'm going to live for me. Because here's what happens. Here's the other thing that happens. I played this game with the high school kids a few months ago at Fusion. I I used to do this too when I did youth ministry. You put a a tennis ball at the end of a a pantyhose, you know? Have you guys ever seen this? So you put this uh, tennis ball at the end of pantyhose, and then you put the pantyhose on your head. Takes great pictures. This is really fun. And then what you do is there's two of you, and you stand there like this, and then you start going like this. And you start whipping this tennis ball, and it's going around, it's going around, it's going around. And the other person on the other end has got one on their head, and they're going around and around and around. And then eventually what happens is what? And they just, they just ravel up together. And then what you do, and then you try to rip the other person's pantyhose off their head. Isn't that cool? It's a great game. I, I don't know. I... When I was doing it up there, I thought, okay, I know this is going to be on Facebook. This will be great. But you guys, see, that's searching for hot dog buns. If you live for yourself, then everybody else must exist and cooperate with your happiness. And then we got all of us wanting to do that. So everything, my job and my wife and my relationship and my kids and K2, come on, you, K2, everybody better, better make me happy. Right? And then you got all the other people and their whole thing is swirling around them. And what happens? We find life is a constant. And and, and it's, it's a mess. And everything falls apart. See, the enemy, he is so good because he just sits inside of us and he takes this God-given desire for life and he warps it and he says, the way of this world is you figure out how to do it for you. And instead of everything holding together, everything falls apart. But if he's in the center, and I make my life revolve around him, and you join in, and you make your life revolve around him, and you make your life revolve around him, and a whole group of people make their life revolve around him. See, now you've got synergy, and you've got unity, and you can move and it can work. And man, I just, I was just so grateful that God revealed to me, it's like, Nelson, listen, dude, uh, the reason you're struggling with your love is because you want to be happy. And if somebody doesn't make you happy, well, let's, let, let's avoid that then. Let's withhold 
go do something else. It's going to make me feel good. And then you know the worst part is? You don't end up living for why you're here. See, God's desire is that every person would be caught up in love with him and with each other. But if you're living for yourself, then you literally can't live. God wants, if I'm going to live the life of Christ, Christ did everything he could to help every person get connected to God. So I just want you to stop and think. I'm totally just talking to Christians in here in this room. If you're a follower of Christ, are you caught up in his love? And are you loving the world? Are you loving the people around you? What are, are you enthusiastic about him and his ways? Are you passionate about it? Are you loyal to him? Do you love him? Or what's getting all that time and that attention? Because we, I say this all the time, but we know when we see him one day, the only thing that's going to matter is, oh man, I live for the kingdom of God. I live for the kingdom of God. I, I, um, there was a quote that hit me in this book that I'd like to share with you real quick. Um, that just nailed it for me. And it's... Uh, it's by uh, Larry Crabb, and uh, says this. Go ahead and you can put that up, or maybe not. Cool. Thank you. Thought I had it in here. I'll just read it off here. Go ahead. Um, so many who claimed, and this is a, this is like God talking, and he says, so many who claim to follow me declare devotion to me but they look for happiness wherever they can more easily find it. Just keep it right there. Go back to that. <laughs> Don't raise your hand, but can you relate to that? I not only claim to follow him, but do follow him. I mean, I am following him. And yet I declare devotion to him with my passion and my energy, my time, my whole life, but keep it up there, but look for happiness wherever they can more easily find it. See, because here's what's wild. I don't know about you, but it's not really easy to find God sometimes. <laughs> In fact, it's kind of tough. You know, it's like, man, you're not easy, God. That's easy. <laughs> you know, double cheeseburger, easy. You know, deep dish pizza, easy. TV, easy. You know, lots of easy things. So we just go after that. Okay, go on. It says, what they call worship amounts to pious, and that doesn't, because pious has a negative connotation. In this sense, it's not pious, just means pure. Our worship amounts to pious, passionate, and sometimes frantic efforts. So here we give everything we've got to secure my cooperation. <laughs> and it, no, I wasn't done yet. There we go. An intense expression of trust in my willingness to satisfy their desires. Keep that up there. I read that and I was like, oh, crap. I mean, anybody else? Do any of you guys else realize what I realized this summer? I can give pious, passionate, and sometimes frantic efforts because I think if I do, then God will cooperate with my plans. Anybody else do that? Man, if I go to church every week, man, if I have quiet time, God's going to bless me. Oh, man, and then if I actually join in and serve, oh, he'll, he'll have to give me a hot wife. It'll just work that way. 
I, I, I'll have to get a promotion. I mean, finances will just work. See, what happens is we go through this, and I was doing this. This is what I thought, and here's the most horrible thing. As soon as you think that your worship, if your worship and dedication and devotion to God is so he'll make your life work, let me just be personal. So that means for me, if I can be faithful to God in the morning and spend time with him and pray and be in his word and try to connect with him and be faithful in my service and do all that God wants me to do, then you know what? Then he's going to make K2 awesome. So then, if, and you're K2, by the way, I don't know if you knew that. It's not the building, it's people. So then, when stuff doesn't work at K2, and things fall apart, and people get disgruntled, and things are hard, and you know, you know what happens? I immediately go, oh my God, I've lost God's favor. I don't even know if he loves me anymore. Any of you ever, have you ever, have you ever experienced that? You're like, oh my gosh, my life's not working. God must not love me. Oh man, the enemy. What a great lie right there. See, God doesn't love you. Screw this, man. There's a lot of easier things. I am so sorry I said that. I really am. Forget that. There's a whole lot of other things that you can do to make you happy. Abandon God, or if you're not going to abandon him, work even harder, right? Work even harder, be more religious, which will just make you more judgment and horrible. God just loves you. He just loves you. And so I know that God wants to rescue me from that type of worship. That, That sitting there going, okay, God, I got some hot dog buns I want, and I'm going to do these things, so you give them to me. I just am so glad that dream was hot dog buns. I love how you guys all laughed because it's so stupid. And see, literally what God is looking at us going, do you realize all the stuff you're chasing, how stupid it is? You guys know, right? When you hang up with me up there, you're going to go, oh, God, what in the world did I do that for? As Paul loved to say, everything is garbage compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. He went way beyond hot dog buns, called it garbage. So, for me, I'm just putting my heart before God. And this is what I want to encourage you to do too. Would you be willing to put your heart before God and let him just show you what you actually are enthusiastic about? Would you let him show you what you actually are loyal to? And would you let him show you what you love? Now, let me tell you this. Susie's sitting over here. I am enthusiastic, passionate, loyal, and I love her. There are lots of things in life that are fine to be passionate about. I'm sorry. I love the Detroit Lions. I'm loyal to them, which I know is insidious too, but I am. (laughs) And, And I don't think there's any problem with that. See, but nothing can be more important than your loyalty or love or enthusiasm for God. Would you let him show you peel back an onion layer and show you what hot dog buns you've been going after. And then let him show you how it's taking you down a path that you don't want to go. And then what you need to do with me is say, God, I am not going down there. I am turning towards you. And I'm going to give you everything I've got. I want you more than anything. 
I'll be honest with you guys, even just a week back, this stuff never stops coming at you. But I, as the lead pastor of K2, am going to fight. I'm going to fight for this church to not be going after anything more than Jesus. And personally, I'm going to fight for that. And I just want to ask you to join me on the fight. Because then we'll live what we're created for. And we'll see God do way more than we ever could do chasing after hot dog buns. So the band's going to come up, and they're going to play a song that Susan and I heard while we were on, uh, up in Michigan. And man, I heard this song, and I immediately had to go get, <laughs> download it. And we've been listening to it over and over and over again. Um, it's just become now the desire of my heart. And so I want to ask you, while this song is being played, listen very carefully to the words. And just lay your heart before God. And some of you, I think probably, now I'm thinking about it, I may, I'm going to pray while I'm down here. I may, when the song is over, give you an opportunity. If you need, if God spoke to you today what he's been speaking to me, I may give you a chance to stand up and just say, I want to fight the fight with you, Dave. I've been chasing hot dog buns too. And I want to chase Jesus instead. So think about that while this song's played, what you want to commit your devotion to, okay? Let's listen to this.